We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our Tuesday edition the Game Plan. My name is Chris Plank, and... Obviously, a lot to get to, but first, thanks so much for listening to the podcast, the downloading. Those of you who subscribe, we appreciate it. Coming off a record month in September, on pace for a record month in October. Help spread the word on social media and every platform possible. You can listen to the podcast. Just log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast, your one-stop shop for everything Sooner Sports Podcast related. Well, it's been a very challenging early part of the week for Sooner football after the disappointing loss to Texas in the Cotton Bowl. Lincoln Riley made the decision that Mike Stoops would no longer be the defensive coordinator for the University of Oklahoma. Coming up later in the week, Toby will join us. Uh, We'll have Teddy on with us to get some perspective on this. We'll obviously hear from more of the assistants and the players, but I thought for today's episode, it might just be best to hear the head ball coach, to hear from Lincoln Riley and get his perspective on exactly what led to this and what's next for Oklahoma Sooner football. It was a tough weekend, an incredible come-from-behind push by the Oklahoma Sooners that came up just short, and a whole new mindset defensively for Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley met with the media earlier this evening as we taped this on a Monday night, and here's what the coach had to say about the change at the defensive coordinator position. It was a tough decision. You know, probably the hardest day I've had here as a, as a head coach, for sure. Um, you know, tough because I know what Mike's meant to this program. You know, the kind of guy he is, kind of friend he's been to me. Um, been through a lot together with him, so very difficult. Um, but, 
at the same time, my job is to make the best decisions for this program, you know, and for this this team right now. And I just, at the end of the day, I felt like we needed a new voice. Um, we needed just a little bit of a spark. And uh, I thought that making the change was right uh, for that reason and also because I felt good about the guys that we have in this room and a, and a plan for the rest of the season because this team's got a lot in front of them. You know, this team, this team could could make a run here. I mean, and, and we all feel that. And so there was, didn't think about anything down the line. It was all about this team and what's best right now, and that's what I felt was best. Was it a combination of this the Saturday game or the last couple of years? I mean, what, what really, I guess, made you let, make the decision? Yeah, I'd never make a decision off of one game, even as emotional as the Texas game is to everybody, you know, around this program, both programs. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of its own deal. You know, I, 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 I figured out you can't put too much stock into that game in that it's so unique, it's so different. Teams play different, and you gotta you got to be careful about that. But I think there was just enough that I saw as far as the direction that we just needed a spark. And I don't know that there was any one stat or one thing or any single thing that happened. It's not really that dramatic. I think just for me, it was a gut feel. And uh, um, coming back after that game and just thinking through it, it just, you know, and slept on it and then had, you know, conversations with, with – with Mike and other people that I respect, and I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Lincoln, obviously, on, on game day, you, you relied on Mike to make your calls. How do you how do you deal with that moving forward? Yeah, well, we, we've got a plan going forward, but you know we're less than 24 hours into this thing, so I don't know that I want to put all of our business out here. I mean, Ruffin's gonna Ruffin's a defensive coordinator. I mean, he's gonna call the game, um, uh, but how we you know, work with the rest of the staff, all that we're, we're working through. And I think we've got some good leads, some good plans right now, but I'm sure that'll evolve here through this bye week and into next week. And, you know, we've got a talented staff in there. So now we're simply putting the pieces where they best fit so we can get the most out of every coach in that room. Lincoln, did you consider making this move after the Rose Bowl? No, no, I didn't. I, I went back and looked at, at our tape. I uh, went back and looked at the way we played in the Rose Bowl. I thought we had a really, really good plan in the Rose Bowl. Um, and it's, you know, when you're in the national semifinal and the Big 12 champions, that's 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 easier said than done. You know what I mean? The fact of the matter is, you know, we won two conference championships the first two years, and we've been 17-3 and three together since, so it made it damn hard to make it right now, you know. But, uh, you know, it's, that, that's a difficult part of this business. You know, we've won at a level that – 99.9% of the programs out there would kill for. Mm -hmm. and uh, But, you know, our job is to, we look at the results, but also can we do better? And I thought, you know, that this would have a chance to make us a little bit better right now. You get guys, Lincoln, to tackle better, to cover better and all that stuff, rush the passer better, play better technique with a new defensive coordinator. Yeah. How, does that, how does that happen? Well, it's just, it's playing good football, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams, takes takes everybody. You know, it's not... There's never one thing or one person that's the cause. And so, uh, like I said, I felt like we needed a spark. I felt like um, sometimes just one little thing can kind of get you going. And uh, very similar to how that game was the other day. You know, we got one little spark of momentum with the team, and then we took off and played much closer to the way we're capable of there in that fourth quarter. And so uh, we need that to happen for this whole team and for this defense right now. Lincoln, you've uh, obviously worked with Ruffin a long time, but he's been in this exact situation mm -hmm. before. Did that make this an easier call? Yeah, yeah it did as, as far as, you know, what decision would be made because there's 
there are several guys in that room that I think are more than qualified and good enough coaches to, to have been the coordinator. And so there was, uh, you know, when I first started thinking about it, there was some back and forth in my mind, not indecision, but just options. You know, just what do you, you know, if we did make this move, what would we do? But at the end of the day, you know, I thought we needed somebody to unite the group, and it was just really tough to look past Ruffin's experience. You know, he's, he's, he's done so much in his career, very little in college football that he hasn't done. Uh, he's been in this situation. I got to see it firsthand, uh, both as a coordinator and then as a head coach for the Alamo Bowl, and I was very confident in his ability to handle it. And he's one of those guys with what he's been through that, he didn't have to sit back and think when this happened. He didn't have to sit back and think, oh, what do I do? He knows exactly what to do. And uh, he'll, you know, unite that staff and unite those players and, and get us playing at a high Lincoln, level. How much do you use this week as experimentation on guys and seeing what else you got on defense and that kind of thing? Well, you're, you're always doing that. You, you get a little bit more time to do it this week just because you don't have a specific opponent that you're preparing for and you're not as preoccupied with that. So. Um, you know, we'll start to get healthier as this thing goes on. I think some of these young players that maybe have played some here and there are going to continue to grow and have a chance to, like most young players do, start to take off in the second half of the season. And, uh, you know, look, when you when you don't play the way you expect to on any side of the ball, you're always going to reevaluate and always make sure that, that you're getting the best 11 guys out there. And if some guys aren't getting it done, then, then uh, other guys have got to get that chance. What were the conversations with the players like when, when you told them and can you expect to see changes, things that make schematic or anything like that with the new coordinator? Uh, uh, conversations were tough. You know, I mean, we met with them this morning, you know, before we put the statement out. Uh, you know, in this day and age, it's impossible to, it's sickening, but it's impossible to keep, uh, you know, to keep anything down. Um, and so, uh, uh, but we met with them this morning, had a good talk with them. They were emotional. You know, a lot of those guys, you know, love Mike, were recruited by Mike, you know, and, and everybody in that room, me included, felt ownership in this. I mean, it ain't, it damn sure ain't all Mike's fault. You know, it's it's my fault. It's every coach in that room's fault. And it's every player in that room's fault. You know, we, we all own it. And uh, so I think we all, you, you, you hate that part of it, you know, but that's, uh, you know, they understood, you know, why we did it. And they, you know, I'm, I'm always very honest and open with my players. I don't hide things from them. They, they have a right to know. And so, we went through why we did it. We went through the plan going forward, what we expect, and uh, you know they're they're resilient. They'll they'll bounce back. They'll play hard for Ruffin. They'll play hard for Mike. Um, and you know I guess that'll be their you know the way they play would be their chance to to make it right by everybody to make it you know to send a message that they that they love Coach Mike and that they care about this team going forward. What do you remember you brought... about the way that that Tech defense reacted to the, when Ruffin took over in 07? Yeah, I mean it's. He's got a gift with people, you know. I mean, that's I think everybody sees that. Anybody that's had a chance to interact with him, he's got a tremendous gift with people, um, and I felt like that's what we needed right now. And uh, he's, you know, very confident because he's he's been through this. He's been through a lot in this game, um, and so I just remember a very spirited group, you know, a group that had been beaten down a little bit that kind of came back and really, you know, it changed our program. There, we went from a, you know, a perennial win seven, win eight, score a bunch of points, you know, but this or that to, uh, 
you know, a national championship contender, you know, very quickly at Texas Tech and Ruffin and, and that staff, those defensive players were a huge reason why. So, uh, you know, he's got the track record of being able to have success in a situation like this. Lincoln, you brought in Bob <coughs> Diaco as, as a, mm -hmm. an analyst. Can you talk about a little bit about what he brings and, and you know, what you kind of learned about him as a, as a coach? Yeah, no, I'm excited, you know, for Bob and that opportunity. Not obviously never thought it would happen this way, but, you know, we knew we were bringing in a quality coach when he came in. And and uh, so lucky to have him on staff. I mean, guys. You know, again, done a lot in his career, coordinated at major schools, had a ton of success, you know, has been a Burroughs Award winner. Um, and he's had a chance now to get to know our kids, you know, which I think in situations like this is important. So I think he'll I think he'll be valuable. I mean, you look at that staff room right now, you know, Tim Kish has been an interim head coach. Ruffin's been an interim head coach and an interim defensive coordinator. You know, Diaco's got the experience he does. Kerry Cooks has the experience he does. You know, I've... Calvin Thibodeau's growth as a coach, I've, I've been really proud of him. So, I mean, we got a we got a darn good room right there, and they'll find a way to make it work. Like were there the players a relationship? Were to jump on social media and, and show support mm -hmm. for coaching. What does that say about his relationship with those guys? Yeah, just what what you hear on the outside is not always true. You know, they the people inside the walls know, uh, and the players know. And so, that reaction is not surprising to me. Maybe some on the outside, but that tells you that people on the outside don't get it. Thank you. Not just Mike, but, but Bob and what he yep. uh, how, how was dealing with, with, with that juxtaposition? Tough. No, tough. It's it's real. And it's, you know, as much as you want to take the human element out of it, we are, we're all humans, you know. So it was the fact that he's, you know, that it's Bob's brother, that did that make it, you know, harder in some ways. But more than that, just simply taking Bob out of it, just just my relationship with Mike and Mike's relationship with me, the run we've had here together. It's defensive and offensive coordinators can either be at each other's throats, um, you know, because you're you're against each other the whole year and then, you know, uh, trying to work together during the season. And it's it's it can either be really bad or really good. And with he and I, he he was so good to me when I came in here, especially when we stunk on offense the first half of that first year. And, and I'll, I'll never forget that. We've had a great relationship. He's a great friend. And it was one of the toughest things I've ever had to do. Lincoln, how important is it that you do have that open week, you know, to kind of work things out, your guys uh, act yep. Yeah, it helps. I mean, it uh, gives us time to work through some of the kinks and kind of get organized and, and you know, kind of get new staff, uh, new pieces in place. Lincoln, you mentioned uh, that his voice, you need a new voice. Why do you think Mike's voice wasn't being heard how it should be and what happens when that when you lose that in a coach yeah I don't know it's, it's lost it just sometimes you just need a spark I mean in this game it's kind of like I said earlier it's so hard to make it all work I mean so so many things people have to come together and one little thing here and there can throw it off I mean it's the margin between being good and great is so thin the margin between winning and losing is is remarkably thin and so I don't think his voice was lost. I just felt like we needed a, a new spark and a new voice. So I, you know, again, you, you've won three straight Big 12s. You've been in the national semifinals two out of the last three years. We're 17 and three together, and all three of the losses have been narrow, one-score games. So I mean, it's it's not lost, and it wasn't 
and it wasn't awful. It was just for me right now, I thought it was the best decision. Can you describe, or, or there's been a lot of reports and some things on TV that we saw at halftime of the game, uh, emotional outbursts, mm -hmm. players upset. Oh, yeah. Uh, Time of the game. Oh, that's nothing new. That's that's that's. I was say, you've been around college football. Well, yeah. You've seen it, but you've never seen it in maybe that setting, the OU Texas setting, and you have to fire the defensive coordinator the next day. Was that unusual? Was that part of? Oh the no, I've never had an OU Texas game where there wasn't an emotional outburst at halftime. I hell, I was one of them. So I mean, that's that's college football. That's I've been in locker rooms when we've been up thirty-five to nothing and have emotional outbursts. That's. That's reality inside the ropes as opposed to outside the ropes. You have to talk to the guys about that, though. No. Like Monday when you have the meeting about Mike, you have to tell them, look, we no. had some things happen. If I got guys, if I got guys that are too emotional, care too much, and that's how I can deal with that problem. Lincoln, could you kind of just address, you know, your dealings in a situation like this? Did did you have to meet with President Gallagher? Did you have to meet with Joe Castillo? Did you all meet together? I, I mean, or is this just something that you make on your own and you you, you kind of I don't know, tell those guys what you're going to do? Um, I don't know how specific I want to get into that. I mean, it was my decision, my decision only. I mean, no, you know. Do you were pressured into making it. Oh, no. I, no, Oklahoma doesn't work like that. You know, other places do, and that's why they go up and down. But Oklahoma, the people that, that make the decisions are the people that should make the decisions, and that's why this place has been so good for so long. So, absolutely not. Of course, of course, you have bosses. I have people that I answer to, and I make them aware of, of – you know, big changes or anything going on in the program that, that we need to. And we have a great open communication system with our president and, and that office with, with Joe, of course, and his group. But no, this is uh, that's this place wouldn't be like it is. You wouldn't see all them banners up over there if that's how this place was run. Lincoln, you guys, Mike clearly knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. He's proven that. Yeah. Why do you think, it, when you evaluate what's been going on, why do you think it didn't work? It's a great question. You know, there's 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 a lot of factors there. Um, you know, some of them are. Are there some things that that Mike could have done better? Sure. I mean, he'd be the first to admit that, and always has. Um, there are things that I need to do better. Yes. There's things that the players need to do better. Um, you know, like I've said a lot of times, I think recruiting has it's improved a lot. But when our talent, I think, uh, base defensively is getting there, but it's not it's not elite yet. Um, it's but we're we're not far off that. Um, so a lot of factors, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's tough to quantify, you know, how much each one means. You know, we all try to sit there and do it. But it's uh, uh, again for me, just just kind of gut feel on the direction we needed to go. Ruffin and Bianco are here for the rest of this year. Do you consider what's going to happen in the future or do you still take it week by week? No, because this team. This team and I, I, I would probably think the same thing right now if we were one and five. You know, I, it's just you owe it to this team. You know, you owe it to this team to try to do the very best that you can right now. Uh, and this team happens to have a chance to accomplish every single goal that we had at the beginning of the year, and I, and I think is very capable of doing it. So, you know, that's uh, we'll deal with next year when next year comes. You Thank talked you. about uh, needs a spark, but I wonder is is. Is something missing in terms of is it execution? Is there some intangible? Is there a confidence issue that you think you can address with this? Um, you know, once again, it just takes so much to go right, and everything's got to be on point to play well. I mean, especially in this league defensively. I mean, if you're not playing with your hair on fire, every assignment good, tackling well, this or that, people are going to expose you in a heartbeat. And so it's the margins are thin. And so. You know, I just, 
at the end of the day, we needed a little bit of a jolt. We needed a new voice, and uh, that's why we did it. Lincoln, uh, you talked about emotional outbursts. There's a report about Curtis Bolton perhaps leaving the stadium. Did that happen, and was that blown out of proportion? Can you address that? Yeah, blown out of proportion a little bit. It was, uh, I think, after half, just just emotional, and had to. Sometimes guys get emotional and have to just remove themselves from the situation a little bit. I mean, that's a heated game. It's a heated locker room. You know, Curtis has been a warrior for us all year. Um, he's one of our emotional leaders, no question. Wears his heart on his sleeve, like like some of our guys do. And and so, but no, I. Um, I, th I think probably something that was blown out of proportion a little bit. Thank you. Everybody seems to like Ruffin McNeil pretty much. Uh, what's Bob Diaco's rapport with the players? I know he's a defensive analyst. How much did he actually get to be involved with the players? Yeah, a little bit. Not he hadn't been able to, to coach them or you know be involved as far as meeting them, things like that. But he's he's had a chance to get to know our guys. You know, just kind of off the field, different team events, just being around the guys. So. Uh, he does a good job. He's 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 energetic around the guys. Really smart guy, but but really cares about them. Is invested in getting to know them. And so, you know, him being here as opposed to just some guy off the streets that they don't know yet is a, a big advantage right now. Lincoln, you mentioned um, you know recruiting and continuity, even back when you know after the Rose Bowl and everybody was asking why you kept Mike. Um, how much of these next two weeks do you kind of have to spend working on you know? I know you've, you've inserted yourself in that process a lot more maybe than you have as a coordinator, but how much of these next two weeks really becomes, you know, dealing with recruits and families and, and letting them know? Yeah, no, it's, it's, I just, I treat those recruits like they're our own players. You know, I'm, we're, we're honest with them. Um, we let them know what the situation is. We've built strong enough relationships with a lot of these people that, that they understand that you know we don't come to a decision like this lightly. We do it. We think it's in the best interest of either their child that's here now or their child that's going to be here in the future. And so our our parents, our parents and, and kids know that, and uh, they all love Mike, but they all understand you know the business and that we're you know it's it's the right thing right now. Young young blood, fresh ideas is sort of a common theme in modern offense. Is it the same with defense? Sometimes it. You need new ideas and a new way of doing things, especially from a younger coach. I mean, it worked out great with you coming in and the offensive side. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if the youth has as much to do with it. Uh, maybe I think now you just see more young guys getting opportunities as opposed to 15, 20 years ago when nobody was going to hire a you know, a 27-year-old offensive coordinator or a 30-year-old NFL head coach. That just wasn't going to happen. And so it happens now. We notice it more. But I think, you know, new sometimes is better. You know, new, I say better, but new sometimes can give you that spark. You know, it can give you that lift, and uh, that's what we're counting on right now. Lincoln, you get a lot of attention here all the time. I, I realize that's, that comes with being head coach at Oklahoma. But when you do something like what happened yesterday, do you expect that, that glare to somehow intensify, that, that everything really falls, if it wasn't already on you, It's, you know, like you said in the question, it's just part of being the head coach here, you know, and there's going to be a lot of great days. We've had a hell of a lot more really, really good days than tough days, but you're going to have tough days with this job. And, uh, you know, I knew that coming in doesn't make it any easier, but that's uh, part of the responsibility that, that I accept and I understand. Man, he's the best. Lincoln Riley, head football coach at Oklahoma and what's been a challenging early start to the week for him. But the Sooners will uh... – They'll hit the practice field, and they'll try to right the defensive wrongs and get ready for an 11 a.m. start against TCU coming up a week from Saturday. No Rudy's tonight. 
No Coach's Corner on Thursday. We'll be back on our regular game day schedule coming up next week. But until then, have a great week. We'll be back with the featured podcast on Thursday and, of course, the tailgate on Friday. Until then, have a great week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.